0: Hot cocoa, a classic warm beverage, usually made from some combination of chocolate, milk, and sugar, has been described like a warm hug from the inside. Did you know that the concept of hot chocolate has been around since about 500 BCE? Archaeologists guess that the mines in Mexico began consuming a chocolate drink, which was served cold, using ground cocoa seeds paste mixed with stuff like cornmeal and peppers. I'm Hootie! And you're listening to Hootie the Foodie.
1: He may be 12 years old, but he's an expert. You're listening to Hootie the Foodie, Season 2.
0: My guest today is a business owner and co-creator of Mike and Jen's Cocoa Mix. After inspiration struck on a cold, snowy day in Minnesota, Mike and Jen's Cocoa was born. Created with five simple ingredients and nothing you can't pronounce, Mandy Cunningham, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi there, Hootie. It's great to be here. Thank you.
0: Where are you from and where do you
1: live now? Absolutely. So I actually grew up in South Dakota, but right now I live in Duluth, Minnesota. And those of you listening who might not know where that is, it's about a two-hour drive from Canada. So we're up in the cold region of the country. What is your earliest memory of having hot chocolate yourself? Well, I'm definitely of the generation that grew up with having a mom or a grandma making hot cocoa at home from scratch. We usually would have a container of it sitting on the on the counter that we could help ourselves
0: to maybe a little
1: more often than our parents knew about.
0: Yeah, me too. I mean, it doesn't get cold here, but <laughs> how were you inspired to start your own company?
1: Sure. So it actually happened completely by accident. I'm a meteorologist by trade. So this is not something that was really planned. It um, just kind of came about with my best friend and his kids are actually Mike and Jen. And that's where the name of the company comes from. Mike and And he had kids who were about your age at the time. And, you know, they were big hot cocoa drinkers. And he was just happened to be, you know, looking at all the containers and the ingredient labels of what you can buy off the shelf. That's, easy and convenient. And he's like, you know what? There's a lot of junk in here. It should be a lot easier than this. So as just a fun project and something to do with the kids on in the winter, we just decided to come up with our own mix. And it was just for fun and mostly turned into a family gift. You know, just something the kids could make to hand out to grandma and grandpa and the aunt and uncles for, for Christmas, that little craft, Yeah. And before we knew it, a store asked for it, and then a few more stores asked for it, and that was 10 years ago. Wow. How cool does it get in Minnesota? Oh my goodness. So, it can get in the middle of winter. Um, There's typically a few days where we hit negative 30 degrees Fahrenheit, and we're not talking the wind chill. We're talking temperature cold minus 30. So, that happens, you know, usually um, once a year, um, but on average, you know, we'll be well below zero for, you know, many, many days on end. So it's definitely a place you need something warm to to drink and cozy up with. What does minus 30 feel like with the wind chill? Well, right. If you add wind on it, you know, I always joke that by the time it gets down to about minus 10, it's all the same. Minus 20, minus <laughs> 30. It's instant you know brain freeze it's instant nose freeze um it actually can be kind of dangerous because if you have any skin that's exposed or something happens to you outside you yeah. know it's um it, it can be
0: dangerous up here too so it gets mighty cold i mean the worst it gets here is like 50 degrees so <laughs> do you still do meteorology
1: so i, I do on the side um, but yeah, my best friend and I, who um, kind of came up with this company, we were co-workers as meteorologists. It's how we got to know each other um, at the National Weather Service here in Duluth, Minnesota. So that's how it all, it all came about. Um, and then about five years ago, our hot cocoa business did get big enough and, and time-consuming enough that we both retired from our, our government careers as meteorologists, and now we both do hot cocoa uh, full-time. But you can still tell when it's hot cocoa season, right? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, the the meteorologist in us never never quite leaves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was your specific role? Great question. So, like I said, Dean, my best friend, it was his kids who who kind of um, kicked off this whole thing. I came on as you know, family friend, watching this business grow, being around, and recognizing that I could bring a little benefit to this company. Um, By being the numbers and the spreadsheet person, Dean and I joke that he is the, the face and the storyteller, and I'm the little number cruncher behind the scenes. So I love spreadsheets, which I'm not sure how many people say that, but I do. So that's kind of my role is I do lots of the planning and the numbers and the paying the bills and paying the taxes and all that good stuff.
0: You seem like a great storyteller to me. Well, Thank you. So do Mike and Jen actually do anything? Yes. So now they are
1: both in college um, and Mikey's actually um, in graduate school to go be a teacher. So they're quite busy and grown up and have their own lives now. But they certainly come out and help us do shows uh, when we do events. Um, Hmm. And then when they were younger, they would help a lot with. Um, going around and doing all of our sampling events. There was a few years ago, before COVID, luckily, we gave out somewhere in the order of 30,000 samples of hot cocoa in one Christmas season, going show to show to show. That's kind of the small business um, idea. So, yep. So we need all the help we can get from all of our family members for that. So how did you decide to get a kosher certification? Oh, yeah. Very good. Great question. We were actually approached um, by kind of the industry and said, hey, you know what? We're always looking to add more products to the line of kosher products and being the simple ingredients. And, you know, it fits in perfectly with kind of just the idea of of being kosher. Uh, We love that idea as well, that, you know, it's um, it's something that kind of is a whole nother Um, group of people who can easily take advantage of our our
0: simple hot cocoa. When you started out, did you feel compelled to research the history of the drink? If so, what did you find? Yes. So
1: that fell more onto Dean. He will say as my business partner, he's a self-proclaimed OCD, meaning that he gets hung up on things very easily. So, as he started looking into, you know, making the best hot cocoa, which was again just kind of for fun, he started researching cocoa powders in all the different ways they're made and all the different places they come from. He actually ordered over 60 cocoa powders from around the world. Wow. That's That's in that first year of coming up with the absolute best combination. So, yep, there's a lot that goes into it now, and I think it's safe to say we're now a chocolate expert.
0: Did you run into any difficulties as you were perfecting your recipe and starting your business? If so, how did you overcome them?
1: Sure, that's a great question. So, as any small business owner will tell you, that growing um, is very difficult. You can Um, You know, we started just making it in the home kitchen, and then we went on to making it in a church kitchen that's licensed, and then we needed to have a little bit of a bigger kitchen, so we went on to a coffee shop that let us use their kitchen at night while they were closed, and then it just got to be so much more than just two of us could handle. Uh, There was one year in there where just the two of us um, and some help from friends We hand-mixed and bagged and delivered over 4,000 pounds of hot cocoa in just six weeks before Christmas. So the biggest challenge was taking it from doing it by ourselves in a kitchen to finding a company who could help us out um, so that we could get bigger. They're called a co-packing company, and those are the companies that have the big, huge industrial kitchen equipment who can help us make uh, this year? We we made one hundred and thirty thousand pounds of hot cocoa, so we oh just could do that God. with two people. <laughs> wow! You have any elves to help you?
0: That is, you know we do need to contract some elves. That's a great <laughs> idea. I'm going to look into that. We're going to take a quick break and be right back with Amanda Cunningham.
1: We're back. To Hootie the Foodie.
0: Welcome back to Hootie the Foodie. I'm talking to Amanda Cunningham, owner of Mike and Jen's Hot Cocoa. Your hot cocoa is made with just five simple, high-quality ingredients. What are they, and how did you decide on this recipe? Yes, so
1: there was lots of research that went into the recipe, um, although as we looked into it, it turns out it's actually very, very simple. You don't need a lot of ingredients to have a good Chocolatey drink mix. The trick was really to find, like you said, those high quality ingredients. So the five ingredients are we use a, a whole milk powder. We use two different kinds of sugar a natural cane sugar and a confectioner's like powdered sugar. Then there's obviously the cocoa itself, the chocolate, and then a little bit of sea salt. And that's it. So it is a uh, you know simple thing anyone can make. Yes, the trick was trying to find, and it's not that easy to find really good quality ingredients just sometimes in your local store. So the main ingredient and what makes our cocoa unique is that it uses that whole milk powder. So the milk is already in the mix. It's designed, you just add water and you still have a really creamy, creamy mix. So finding that whole milk um, was probably the most difficult part. and We use local dairy farms that we get our milk from. So what would go into like a non-healthy hot chocolate? (laughs) Right. Yes. So there is, you know, there is sugar in our drink. This is a sugary drink. It's meant to be, you know, a little bit of a treat. Uh, A lot of people put into their coffee as a coffee creamer and those things. However, there's none of the chemicals. There's none of the artificial flavorings. There's no artificial colorings. There's none of that stuff that you just don't know what it is. So, you know, sometimes people think of sugary drinks as as bad and you need to drink it in moderation, but they're very natural kind of good foods.
0: I'm drinking it right now and it smells and tastes amazing. Oh, thank you. Your recipe calls for making it with water. Can you also make it with milk or a dairy-free milk alternative to make it extra creamy? Oh, absolutely! Yes, we have lots. Of, we have lots of
1: people who love to add in, you know, their own almond milk, coconut milk. Um, one thing that makes our product kind of special is that it's only one flavor. We just do one thing. We believe in just perfecting it and making it the best there is and not getting fancy with all these extra flavorings. And what that allows the the consumer to do is add whatever flavoring you want. So if you like coconut, you like almond, you like a little extra chocolate. I love mint myself. You can add to it that you want as the actual base. So that's really cool. So everyone can make their own variation. Exactly. Can you also make it cold? Oh, yes, definitely. We even have a signature drink that we call the frozen cocoa. Uh, and simply, you just put some ice and water and the mix into a blender. You can add as much mix as you want to make it to taste and blend it up. And now you have a frozen cocoa. Um, my kids, and then Mike and Jen, they always love to make chocolate milk with it. Again, the milk is in the mix. So it's also very convenient for families who maybe just don't keep a lot of milk on hand. Um you don't have to go buy the main ingredient and add it yourself. Yep, you can it easily dissolves in cold water or cold coffees and drinks as well. Where can you find your drinks? Store. So we don't have a store. We sell primarily online through our website. Um, but locally, we're in about a thousand stores across Minnesota. That just being our our hometown, so we're really in a lot of grocery stores. We um we we have a very large bag of it that's now being carried at the Costco stores in Minnesota. So we're we're hoping that it will start spreading across uh, into more regions over the next year or two. I need the Costco bag.
0: We can hook you up with the Costco (laughs) stuff. Okay. Some people like to add toppings in their hot cocoa, like whipped cream and sprinkles. What are some of your favorite toppings? Oh, yes. Toppings, definitely. So
1: I always love in the kind of Christmas season, taking a candy cane and using that to kind of melt in there. You can use it as a little stir stick, and then you get that candy cane flavor in there. Mm. Um, also one of my favorites are andy's mints uh, you can crumble up andy mint chocolate makes it a little extra Ooh, chocolatey you get that mint flavoring in there right so we have people messaging us all the time with the interesting concoctions that they come up with
0: do you have like a list of recipes that you could make different variations with
1: oh yeah definitely so Uh, It is an endless open book of what you can do with our mix, but we do have some suggestions right on our website. So, mikeandjens.com. And from there, you can navigate over to our recipes page.
0: I know you love having one product. Is there any thought of expanding?
1: Right. Yes. So, well, my best friend uh, and also co-owner Dean, he has the entrepreneur mind. He probably comes up with another idea of another product every day. And I have to tell him, no, 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 we are so busy with this. So uh, we do have lots of ideas, um, but right now we're just a two person business. So this is definitely taking up our, our time and we're having a lot
0: of fun with it. There are many takes and twists on OG hot cocoa. or your favorite hot cocoa preparations inspired by international concepts? Yes. So um, a lot of people don't realize a lot of these ingredients we don't necessarily
1: have uh locally in the States. So things like our hot our the the chocolate itself, um, we import and we had to look into kind of all the different cocos from around the world and where they come from and and if they're sustainable and we're getting really good quality ingredients.
0: I'd love to make a Hootie the Foodie white chocolate mix. Oh, yes, I agree. Where can listeners find you and your hot cocoa
1: online? Yes, wonderful. So we are sold on mikeandjens.com. We also have our own Amazon store where you can just search for Mike and Jen's cocoa.
0: Amanda, thank you so much for joining me to talk about hot cocoa. To my awesome audience, thanks for listening. I love it if you shared me with your family and friends. I'm Hootie, I'm hungry, and you just listen to Hootie the Foodie.
1: You've been listening to Hootie the Foodie. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, make sure to like, rate and review in your podcast app and follow on Instagram at Hooty the
0: Foodie. Till next time.